And now, beautiful people going fast on fire. Welcome to the True Fiction Podcast, Kino Club Edition. Welcome to True Fiction's Kino Club Edition. What is Kino Club? A group of film lovers get together and watch a film. Then we meet after and break down what we saw. This is a warts and all recording where we share the good, the bad, and the ugly. And there will be spoilers, so be warned. This meeting, we review the 2021 feature film, Spider-Man No Way Home. It is a sequel to Spider-Man Homecoming and Spider-Man Far From Home, and is the 27th film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Without further ado, Kino Club discuss Spider-Man No Way Home. What did we think of Spider-Man No Way Home? I thought it was a, a fun adventure and a case where the writers got the hero's journey. And that's a big part of good storytelling is understanding the hero's journey. And this movie, I think, understood that. And it also understood entertaining people. And it also understood that it's, it's okay to have uh, to enjoy yourself when you're going to the, I mean, during these stories, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Oh, great. So before we get too far in this, I talked to Marshall about this last night. Uh, I really want to make sure that even though we post, there will be spoilers. There's really going to be some big spoilers in this episode of our uh, our Kino Club, because there's some things that you may not want to know before you go to the movies. And I think uh, for me, it would have been I, I really enjoyed that nobody ruined any of the surprises. Tonight, we're going to ruin those surprises. So you may want to wait. If, if, you, if you got here and you really want to see the movie, why don't you hold off until listening to the rest of this until after you've seen the movie? Because we're going to go ahead and give spoilers. And I don't want anybody to be like, oh, crap, I can't, can't believe they, they told us that. So you're warned well, we could also We could also give our top line uh, assessment before we get into the spoiler so that, you know, they can get all three of our perspectives as to whether or not we like the film. Well, that's, that's fine too. Yeah. Um, and, and so uh, I will just say my assessment of the movie is that first uh, caveat is that I have only seen this uh, was directed by John Watts. And so it was the last two, the other two movies, the other last two Spider-Man movies. I'd never seen either of the, any of those. I haven't watched any of the Spider-Mans that John Watts has directed. So uh, the Tom Holland Spider-Man world is blank for me, except for this movie. Having said that, it felt like uh, I, I think there was, so I have a problem with some, some of the, the, this, the things that got them in the situation that they were in. But I think that there's a, at a point in the movie, it really ramped up and became a very fun and enjoyable flick for me. So I, I enjoyed it with some, some kind of a, a little bit of um, uh, caveats, I guess. Marshall? Yeah, I think uh, that's my assessment also, is I enjoyed it, except for a few of the finer details of it. But for the most part, it was just a fun, uh, be entertained and have a good time sort of movie. All right. Now, if you are we ready to dive in and give the spoiler? So if you haven't watched the look and you want to uh, 
after you got at least three thumbs ups, even with a couple caveats, uh, and come back to this, and we're gonna let it all hang out now. We're so gonna to speak, rip it right? apart now. All right, we're gonna <laughs> show its its underbelly. Um, okay. Well, here's one thing that I want to say right off the bat is that I almost felt to a certain extent, this has already been done and done very well in Into the Spider-Verse. Yes, I thought that was an amazing animated film just because of what it was and and the content of it. You have to compare it uh, to a certain extent to, to a movie this because the stories are similar and I really prefer the uh enter the spider-verse but having said that i could tell that there was um that i i missed those first two movies i really want to go back and watch them now because i think it'll add to the enjoyment of this film no way home i remember watching uh spider-man into the spider-verse a couple years ago i mean it's, it's been around what maybe three or four years and i remember not being excited about it because the whole multiverse concept really doesn't do a whole lot for me because it it's a it's a way it's kind of a cheap way to do things you normally can't do and typically things get reset at the end in such a way that you go well it, it's kind of like uh, you you figure out that nothing that happens during all this multiverse stuff you end up at the same place in most of the stories that I've watched on that. Uh, so the, there's not very much consequence to the multiverse uh, stories because at the end they close the loop or they redo it and everybody's gone and everything is all good. And and you're basically at the same point that you were before it started. That being said, this film in particular, I thought did a nice job of taking you from a starting point. You go through the multiverse introduction and conclusion and you ended up in a different place and i feel like that there was consequence to it so it meant meant more and so that's why i particularly like this story so i just want to say i i understand what you're saying you're talking an actual physical change of everything and then this movie the ending changes everything for peter parker every single thing is changed for peter parker so uh but i do want to point out in the spider-verse the spider-man uh enter the spider-verse basically what changes what there is 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 personal growth and i i, I appreciated that too and i mean that's it's basically like um a lot of um you know sitcoms that we watch we watch a 30 minute sitcom and basically not much can change but there should be some personal growth inside that right, so right. but i still appreciated that and i, I think visually it the inner the spider verse was was just i've never seen anything like it I mean, it just was just oh yeah amazing. It, it's it was amazing it was amazing visual <laughs> uh that i think if you haven't seen that movie that's that, we could almost do a whole review on it by yeah. itself because it's a great movie and it's it's groundbreaking. I really think mm-hmm. that with what they did mm-hmm. and, and how they went through things. Well, this movie, I have to say that um, I I felt like I, it felt like a it felt like a Marvel movie. It felt like it felt like a Spider Man movie. I thought that was good. I 
there were a lot of things that since I had been around, you know, I had watched the Spider-Man movies, things had changed. J. Jonah Jameson is now bald and he's, you know, he's kind of this, uh, he's kind of this loudmouth uh, uh, news, uh, not, not a newsman so much as a video, uh, something you would see like on Fox News or something, you know, somebody yelling at the, the or an independent YouTube channel or yes, something like yeah, that. Yeah, exa- exactly. So I thought that was interesting, you know, I just... I think that also the bringing back of the villains were fantastic. And one thing that I loved was that the people that played those villains were, were back. We didn't, everybody was, everybody, all the original um, characters, the, or people that played the characters were back. I do believe that, of course, they used a little digital magic to, to de-age them a bit, but I still look great. You know, it still looked wonderful. I, I absolutely, I mean, it, it was fantastic to see those 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 original villains, uh, such as, and the performances. William Defoe still brings it, and so did Alfred Molina, and so did Jamie Foxx. I thought they, they didn't just collect a check on this. No, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I, th- I think um, the one of, one of my gripes I wanted to go back to is the Into the Spider-Verse, the... I felt like it was uh, very similar to that. I think there's a way to portray the multiverse without the the storylines being so similar. Where you know, and I'm here comes the big spoilers, but the you know basically the Spider Men have to come together to help each other to restore how things were. It seemed kind of I I I, I don't want to say lazy writing because maybe there were two different you know, writing teams or, you know, people who wrote this, but as far as Marvel goes, it feels like lazy writing. I actually liked the, the uh, two Spider-Men and uh, having them in there mainly because I feel like for when they are, when they appear in the movie after spoiler, 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 Aunt May dies. (laughs) It's so dark and they were able, I was surprised, uh, 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 I watched it with Megan, uh, and she was like, you know, I was, when I, th- when I thought they was, they, I heard that they was going to be in the movie, I was like, uh, but she goes, their interplay was great, it was fun, he goes, she goes, because it was so sad for me, and that kind of, uh, they were my, she, she said, they were my favorite part, so for me, I kind of agree with that assessment, you needed something fun, at that point of when, when uh, after that kind of somber, sad point, and then you bring in those characters and they have add just a little bit of uh, a different vibe and a little bit of fun. Now, there may have been a more clever way to do that, but that was a solution. And I thought I was surprised at how much I enjoyed them being together. I thought I would not like it, but I did personally. No, no, I I, I, I love Go ahead. yeah because that that brought it back to you know I always when I think of Spider Man and stuff I think of the the Fox cartoon that I grew up with and then I think of uh, Toby Maguire you know and it's hard to not, I don't mind the other actors playing and I think they do a good job but I think uh, you know for my generation Toby Maguire was Spider Man so I loved seeing those characters come back and I love the uh, way that they all interacted with each other. I thought that as far as like, if it was just the movie by itself and I had never seen 
uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, um, I would have been thrilled about it. And I, and I thought on its own, it stands great, but the, but I just think that it's, you know, we're kind of rehashing an idea, you know, it's like we seen the cartoon version of this idea. Now we see the movie version, but outside of that, I think that, and my, my other biggest gripe was the, like the showdown at the statue of Liberty, because that was a little too, and I haven't seen the, uh, long way home, the Spider-Man with Mysterion. Um, so I'm not sure what led up to that, but I felt the showdown at the Statue of Liberty reminded me too much of the original X-Men. I think it was the original X-Men movie. Yeah. When the, that was, the Marvel yeah. movies started coming out, they had a big thing. So I just, I just felt like the, some of the ideas were a little uh, stale like I'd seen them before. I think on its own, if I hadn't seen those ideas and known they were Marvel ideas, it wouldn't bother me too much. But it's like, okay, I've, I've seen a big showdown at the Statue of Liberty. I've seen, you know, multiple Spider-Men helping out, you know, this multiverse Spider-Man. So Pat, what was some of your uh, your problems with the, the film? One of my problems with it was that they go to, he goes and sees... Um, Doctor Strange, who is the, you know, he basically controls the nexus of the universe, that, that, that area, that like post. And, you know, he has this kid come say, you know, they did this to me and it really sucked. Can you, can you do something? And he does. And I'm like, well, that's pretty ridiculous to, 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 to do that. Now we wouldn't have a, um, I thought it was kind of a, kind of a ridiculous premise. For the story, I felt like what they did was they did, they were kind of lazy to me about how they got to, they knew where they wanted to go. So I felt like they just kind of said, well, we'll just say this and that'll get us to where we want. I just wish it would have been better. I wish it had been more um, believable that you know, he would do this, you know, I, I think if, if there was um, some kind of uh, item or something that they could have stolen, and then he had to come and help, you know, um, him getting locked, locked away from, you know, locked into some kind of different world for 12 hours is kind of like, it's Dr. Strange. I mean, come on, I, I don't, you know, this is one of the most powerful entities in the whole uh, world universe, multi-universes. So it was a little bit kitschy, you know, with to, to get to get you to one place to the next place. And I have to say that I think that the, the, the first couple acts really, to me, they drug. So I probably spent a lot more time picking them apart. Once the action started about halfway through the movie or maybe even a little more than I was, I was into it and I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was um, very intriguing uh, from that point on, but once again, and this is probably my, I know I might get booed on this one, but uh, physics should be physics. In whatever universe you're in, those physics should work for everybody uh, the same. So it's hard to see Peter Parker getting punched in the chest by a mechanical arm. And then he falls down through, um, then he gets beat up by uh, the Green Goblin and he breaks a rib. Like, come on, what is this all? What do you mean? You know, so he he's fragile in certain points and then sometimes he's he's bulletproof. So it and as a matter of fact, he did get shot in that. So, I mean, it's, you know, some of that stuff is like it's it's it feels 
it feels, um, I don't know about lazy, but it's like the thing, I guess you really shouldn't think about these too hard. And maybe that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm, I'm considering these things, trying to put, it's their universe. They're the ones that create the physics in that universe. And so, uh, but they don't, all, all the physics doesn't seem to work exactly for everybody else, every, you know, across the board. I understand the, the Green Goblin thing, because what I didn't, here's the thing i don't even it's been what almost 20 years since the william defoe was last the green goblin yeah it was 2001 2002 so i don't remember it i didn't think green goblin though is that strong maybe he was that's why i I sort of attributed it to he had he was super strong and and spider-man didn't have this nano suit on but that's the way i sort of attributed it to but i i was kind of wondering what about that i was like I didn't think he was that strong, but maybe it was, you know, that was sort of my thought about it. I didn't know. And but, you know, um, that may be me too. That may be exactly, it might be my thing. I just, I'm not up on my, my Superman or excuse my Spider-Man lore. Yeah. I will say this on the flip side. One of the things that I liked about the film was the str- sort of like the overarching ideas, like number one, Spider-Man as the hero challenges the wizard uh, in the story. Uh, he directly char he 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 ch- challenges them on a moral basis. Now he through that consequence of the make those moral choices, he ends up into a a a, a, a dark dark place, and bad things happens up from it. And he has to come to terms with his decisions and either become bitter and rageful and he struggles with that in overcoming the the villain and that from that archetype i don't see that as much as in stories as as i'd like that sort of that sort of thought process of challenging authority and then dealing with consequences that part i thought was well done by the the script writer because he loses a lot from from his moral choices. Him trying to do the right thing in his mind causes a lot of loss for him. He loses his Aunt May because of that. For his idealism. I wouldn't have made that choice. I would have I sent them all back. I don't know if it was his choice. So for me, I felt it was Aunt May's choice. I think that, you know, he wanted to, um, you know, he's, that's his Aunt May, and I think that she had some sway over him on that. I think that that's what oh, yeah. I heard. What in those are those, you know? So, and it's ironic that you know she, you know, was ended because of that. Uh, yeah, and and that's why I liked about it. I liked from the standpoint of um, we have. I think in a hero's journey, you you have obviously you get to a point where you challenge authority, and then you have consequences, and and. I, I like the idea that it's not always clean and neat and wrapped up in a bow, you know, at like at the end of uh, some TV episodes where, you know, it's all great at the end. Well, in this situation, it wasn't all great yeah, at the I, end. I, I like that, too. Like, they didn't just completely reset everything back to normal as if the movie didn't happen. There were changes that took place and consequences. He, he lost his best friend and girlfriend. Yeah. Well, one thing that I found very interesting about it 
and I guess I want to ask you guys um, I, first, uh, since I hadn't seen the other uh, of these t- John Watts directed Spider-Man uh, movies. One was Homecoming, I think. Homecoming. And then uh, something about Far From Home. It was Far From far Home. Far From Home. Far From Home. Yeah. But when we saw the uh, Andrew Garfield and the Toby uh, Maguire, well, here's the thing. I, I, I didn't know if there was a uh, Uncle Ben in that in this in this line. It looked like that it was only uh, Aunt May, and so I thought it was interesting that both the Toby Maguire and the Andrew Garfield Spider-Mans both lost Uncle Ben. So, do you think that this? made him more of a complete spider-man because he got he has to deal with that loss now marshall you want to feel that one (laughs) (laughs) um i don't know it's tough because it's i have a hard time uh removing myself from the plot that i grew up with which was the the uncle ben story arc and you know uncle ben passes away and then so in in this multiverse, yes. <laughs> in this in this storyline, I think I think it go but goes back to, well, first of all, I I think that we had, um, as I f- recall, the first time you see Spider Man is in a Captain American movie, this to Tom Holland version, and so they just sort of hit the ground running. You didn't have an origin story. And I think for, from on one hand, they just said, oh, people have heard this. I don't know how many times they just want to get to it. But I think, I think you're right in that, uh, you, you know, there's an idea about Spider-Man becomes a hero through his tragedy. And, right. and for, uh, on one hand, this seems like, I, you know, I, I maybe the way you framed it made me think of a different, you know, think of it differently. But I think you're right in that he, uh, Spider-Man has to go through that kind of tragedy to to come full circle as a hero. I mean, I think doesn't any, doesn't any good story like that have to go through some sort of loss or, or a moral a crisis in order to be, you know, to get to that hero status. I, I mean, absolutely. I think I, I, I definitely agree with that. That's what I, that's kind of the, when you talk of hero's journey, that's part of the journey. So uh, not seeing the first two films, I don't know what the Tom Holland character went through in homecoming. So I'm not sure. I don't think it, and I've seen him, but the last one with the Mysterio version ended on, you know, him outing uh, Peter Parker as uh, Spider-Man. And it was a little heavier. The first one, one was heavy. Michael Keaton was the was the vulture in the first one. Michael Keaton was great, um, but Michael Keaton Kate Keaton is good in almost everything I see. Him in, so. <laughs> so that that that's interesting because now Morbius is coming out, and I see scenes where Michael Keaton is in there and he talks to him. And so I'm wondering is is he reprising his role as the vulture in the Morbius movie? Could be, could be. You know, I don't know why they would want to cut some as something, somebody else. Yeah, so that, that, and especially that in a Marvel would, movie. Yeah, yeah, and Marvel, Sony, so it's a Spider-Man characters. Yeah. So yeah, there's so much of this movie that I really like to hate to even bring up stuff that I have problems with. But I first, <clears> I do <throat> want to say that 
them bringing back those spider the other spider-man uh i know we talked about you guys talked about that a little bit i just wanted to add that that to me was awesome i mean the interplay with this different spider-man and the one-liners and stuff that came out from that were just and not just the funny ones there were some good lines you know, about some things that had been you know callbacks to things that had been said in other movies that were said in this movie that just were like very uh you know really tugged at you emotionally so i thought that that was really really cool that was really smart one of the things that speaking of the garfield one i really liked how the fact that they had this moment for him where uh uh, tom holland spider-man couldn't save mary jane and yet he was able to save mary jane and he had just he he had just discussed it he had this trauma from not saving Gwen Stacy. Right. Yeah. And I thought that was just a nice touch. They didn't have to do that, but that was a nice little touch. Absolutely. And there were there were those that was, some of that's well, there was stuff like that sprinkled a lot, mostly in the end, sprinkled out throughout the end. So I, I thought that was very cool. You know, and I, I don't think as far as the dialogue went, I thought it was for the for the most part, except for the things I've already discussed that I have an issue with. I thought it was, you know, pretty good. The only thing that I'm I'm a little bit worried about right now is when they first started making the Marvel movies. I remember when the uh I remember when the X-Men first came out and I watched that film and I I I was the first film I've ever seen and go, "Wow, you know, somebody really gets what comic books really mean to people. I don't think they ever knew. I don't know. They really didn't seem to get it. You know, from when I was growing up, they did a Spider-Man live action, which wasn't very good. And it was, oh, they yeah, did, uh, the Hulk terrible. really wasn't that great of a movie, <laughs> the Hulk. So, uh, it, you know, the, you know, of course, the only thing in Wonder Woman that was great was Wonder Woman herself, Linda Carter, of course. And, uh, that that's, opening that's... sequence, <laughs> the greatest TV opening of all time. <laughs> So I don't, but I still, I never thought that they really understood that these characters lived and breathed that they, they really, they weren't so, um, it's all seemed very sanitized in those shows, you know, where, you know, but it got really dirty. And so, so the X-Men actually, to me, there, there was that one that really made it feel like, wow, they really get it. They really get what this is like. And what now, when we're coming along to some of these Marvel movies are becoming very slick. And we're returning to that very slick look and uh, like, well, we can fudge on this. We just need uh, uh, some kind of premise that will get us from A to B and it doesn't have to be good. And so I'm afraid that's where we're heading right now. That's my biggest concern with this, because I think that, you know, I've I've enjoyed a lot of uh, a lot of um, these superhero movies, but I'm I'm enjoying them less uh, because I'm seeing seeing it turning to a different way, and well, <laughs> I, I mean, I think there's I think there's some of that. I also think I, I'm going to at least on the initial thing for the uh, for the Doctor Strange starting a thing off. I think I think a plausible interpretation of that that excuses that is number one that uh, Spider Man and Doctor Strange were together when they were fighting Thanos. And that was a very traumatic thing. He was lost for five years. Yeah, he was he was blinked out, and he went through that trauma. And two, this from the psychology of Doctor Strange, he has an arrogance and ego about himself that he will go. I mean, he he thinks, oh well, I can just change things because I am Doctor Strange, and I you know, 
you want me to help you out? Oh, I guess I can. I, I, I will, I will bend uh, time and space on a whim because I'm, I'm that good. So I think it, I think you could plausibly given the character, his character reason that out. I mean, I could, I could sort of see it, but I mean, I could also understand you saying, eh, eh, that doesn't fly from, for me. I mean, you know, and, and here's the, I was just going to say, here's the thing. It really, really doesn't take away from a lot of enjoyment in the movie. I, I felt like, uh, uh, I, I, I basically was a, it was, I was enjoying myself enough not to let that go, not to be go, well, I'm done. You know, I was going to do that. I was still watching the movie, but I'm thinking about, you know, you always want, uh, you always want to know what might've made it better. And I think just a little more plausibility there might've made it a little bit better for me, but you know what? It worked. It was, uh, it was, it was, it was kind of a neat thing. So the way that they, you know, once it got rolling, I mean, it all worked out pretty well. I will say this. One of the things that happened in this show was they brought back Charlie Cox as Daredevil or Matt yes. Burdock. Right. In my mind, and I, I, I've i been uh, meaning to do this, I feel like some of the Netflix uh, shows had a gr- have a grittiness and are worth a rewatch. I'm going to be completely honest. I've not been super impressed with the Disney Plus uh, Marvel offerings and having watched them or watched some of them, I've been disappointed. And I think it's because I've so enjoyed, especially the first two seasons of Daredevil on Netflix that it may like seeing him. I'm like, yeah, maybe I'm going to uh, give that another watch because I, I thought that was, that was a, a, a really good use of that long format and a grittiness of what you were talking about as opposed to the slickness. I thought that was brilliant. When I seen him on there, I was like, holy crap. You know, I wanted to yell, you know, when I seen him on there, it was awesome. And I thought for, you know, the little screen time that they had him on there, it was perfect. It was, it was really, really good. So that was, that was a lot of fun. Really bottom line, this movie was fun. I mean, there was a lot of fun there. So now I will say, uh, I want to ask Marshall because we seen it in 3d. So, Marshall, what do you think of the 3D element of the of the thing? I enjoyed it, but I don't think it it was like a 3D movie that made a difference, really, if it was 3D. But I overall, I did enjoy. You know, there are aspects of it that I liked a lot more. What I would what agree. scenes really I th- make I think the 3D work? What was well, the, the, the snowing? Well, I feel like some yeah, like if they sometimes I feel like they you know they go into it knowing they're shooting a 3D film. And uh, which can sometimes take away from the plot, but the it didn't feel like there was anything that you know when you looked at it, you didn't feel super immersed other than just what you'd get watching something in 3D. I don't, I'm probably not explaining that the best, but there wasn't anything that I felt like the 3D made a huge difference um, with this, but it, it was fun, it was still fun to watch it in 3D. You know, in the olden days, it was all about something coming out the, out of the screen at you. In this, in what I've seen later 3D movies, it's all about the depth. And I think there was some really great depth of field in this where characters were separated. You know, I thought a lot of the stuff on the Statue of Liberty was really good with the 3D. Um, I really enjoyed that a lot. And, and the snow 
was it's always i just love snow and or uh, if you're underwater in the bubbles of course this has no underwater scenes but there were some snowy scenes in this movie that were really fun with the 3d well you know that's something that we watched it in 2d and so we didn't get any of that and that's interesting that you say that given that we're talking about a, a a a theater experience how was your how was your crowd how was the theater experience for you guys Mine was now that you say it. Now that you bring it up, the uh, um, it was it wasn't bad. You know, going back to the theater, uh, I'm happy to be there, and I'm happy to get. You know, there's just something magical about being in the theater and eating the popcorn and getting a soda. But I will say there was somebody behind us that hasn't discovered deodorant yet, and it was tough. (laughs) 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 Yeah, and uh. So Marshall and I sat a seat apart from each other. There was a seat in between us and I was, and that person was kicking. I mean, I could still smell them too. It was, it, it wasn't good. Now, nobody was loud. There was a little, you know, negligible noises in there. Uh, nothing to pull me away from the screen. Um, but yeah, the smell was, was pretty bad. And also, um, That's pretty bad. You know, they like, uh, Spider-Man and Smellorama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he didn't use D.O. B.O., huh? Or, or D.O. for, he, for his uh, his action D-O. scenes. He was. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah. Uh, you know, I was like, geez, that Green Goblin sure stinks. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Boy, and, that, that spiders, that nano suit is musky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, and also, you know, you know, we have the, you know, we're the big city, so we have that one theater, uh, and it's classic. It's not, you know, the new and improved. So uh, they, it's they still haven't fixed the. Uh, I love how you can. I don't know. It's like I think you could go back there when it was first opened, and they had the 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 one uh, urinal that's covered with the red stuff, you know, so you can't use it, and it's still covered with the, you know, you know, the red, you know, caution tape over it. So <laughs> I did. I'm seeing. Yeah, basically, yeah. I there were you know there were I noticed a new difference so that that they used to have a little salt shaker for your popcorn. Now they're little packets of salt. So maybe we're maybe that's good. You know that they're not. I don't know why it took them so long to change that with the pandemic, but you know you know I guess we're all learning. <laughs> I was I was surprised. Uh, we went the, it, on a Monday afternoon, and it was a. Good sized crowd for was I, I would have never thought that, you know, like early afternoon, I thought there would be, you know, 20, 30 people in the theater. There was a lot of people in the theater. I was really surprised. So, and, and my, our crowd experience was similar to yours without the, uh, the BO. So, uh, <laughs> that I think that was just in the 3D ver- version, you know, you have these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you got to, to pay you got that it's you're yeah, getting the whole the whole yeah <laughs> but i i thought it was uh the only thing i i i gotta tell you i don't really want to see 10 trailers to start a, a movie yet. you know give me four or five trailers and and let's get to it because it took 20 minutes before the the theater i mean before the actual presentation started Oh, absolutely. You know, my big pet peeve is they show Nicole Kidman ad for AMC. 
look, people, I'm setting in your theater. I don't need to see an ad <laughs> to be here. You know, you, you already got have me. me. I paid the money. <laughs> yeah. You know, do that on a television someplace. <laughs> Buy that ad space just because you got me. YouTube. There. Don't just start showing me crap. You know? Yeah, YouTube. <laughs> Oh, I hate that, you know, and I, it makes me don't, not to want to see any movie with Nicole Kidman, which isn't hard because I don't usually watch her movies, but <laughs> she's what still in movies. I, well, well, she isn't. At least she's in commercials. Like I'm griping a lot, but but I, I feel like I don't really when I think of movies, I don't think of Nicole Kidman. I know she's been in a lot of movies, but <laughs> I don't think of her as like a, you know, an ambassador or spokesperson for going to the theater. <laughs> <laughs> you know um, she's not like uh she's not like a, a morgan freeman or something like that's been a million film flicks or nicholas cage seen. yeah oh there you go there you go the man himself you you know. <laughs> so all right mr. so uh <laughs> well you missed your movie so what's our uh what's the bottom line that we have on these movie this movie my bottom line it, uh, I, I we didn't really talk about this is if I think they've they've got the idea of a serial. They've used the idea of a serial and jo um, George Lucas talked about the Star Wars franchise that he wanted to create serials. They've used that idea from, I don't know, 30 or 40s when they were really popular in films to great effect in the Marvel Universe. But they've stopped. Anytime you become successful, you start losing your, the plot. The last several movies I felt like did not have the core story uh, elements needed to to really engage the, uh, the fan base. This one does. This one has uh, entertainment value. Uh, it has a hero's journey. It has consequences. It has heart. It has humor. It may be... It's not perfect, but it's an enjoyable ride. And so I give it, I, I think it's it's well worth watching in a theater even. What do you think, Marshall? I would agree with that. I think it's a, um, I think overall it does have a decent plot and storyline. I think um, some of the ideas are a bit stale, but I, you know, but I think you can, if just looking at the movie by itself, it's a fun movie to watch and enjoy. It's like anything, you know, you could poke through holes through it all day, but the, but I think for this type of movie, it was a lot of fun and uh, I'd recommend seeing it. Well, you know, I have to agree with you. I think that um, for me, once it got rolling, I thought it was, uh, you know, it took a while for me to get to really get feel it's uh, get into its groove. But once it did, it really worked. It worked well. I may be a little hard on it, uh, but I, I do agree that, you know, for the what you said, Marshall, for this type of movie, it was it was really, really good and enjoyable. And I, I would, you know, recommend anybody see it. I think I would also recommend I would highly recommend seeing the first two of these uh, Homecoming and the other one that's called far from home <laughs> far from home yes that's it far from home, <laughs> far from home that's it the so, yeah the other one yes so yeah i i uh i i enjoyed myself i i uh i think one of the things that uh megan said and i agree with her is tom holland is a likable kid he, she she's like she goes i just like him 
there's a certain earnestness and uh, that he portrays on screen that people respond to. And I think that's part of the popularity of, of this current iteration for what that's worth. You know, this is a little bit different of the subject, but we were talking about all the, the trailers and things. And I think in, in sometimes when I'm in a movie theater, I've had a lot of bad experiences with people and with things coming up on the screen. And um, so sometimes I do think that I'm kind of a curmudgeon and I'm looking for things to be mad at. But I remember watching the trailers and all of a sudden there's Tom Holland on a trailer. And I'm like, oh, my God, you can't. I they are not showing me a trailer to this movie that I'm going to be watching today. And of course it was, and it was for Uncharted, but at first I thought they were showing a trailer <laughs> for this movie. <laughs> yeah. That would be a screw up, wouldn't it? Oh yeah. Well, we, we went and seen the new version of Evil Dead and they show this behind the scenes something. And of course that comes up all about the Evil Dead behind the scenes. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I'm going to be watching this movie and, in 10 minutes and you're showing me all this stuff about the movie i don't want to of course you know my deal right once i decide i want to see the movie i don't want to see any more trailers i don't want to hear anything else i do total media blackout on that movie because i want to forget about everything i want it to be very fresh that's why really to be honest i discussed uh with with Marshall about not having any any spoilers in this because i really think that this movie is going to be much more enjoyable for people that don't get it spoiled. So, but you know, Marshall, you know, he twisted my arm and he, he won out. So that's why you guys have spoilers. If you have a problem with that, uh, <laughs> send it to uh, Marshall at truefiction.com. So that's actually not our address, but you know. <laughs> so uh, I th- only think there's one spoiler that makes theoretically, I guess you could say too, but the only one that's really important, for you not to know is that Aunt May dies to me. You think so? I don't really? care about it. I think I could know some some of the other stuff and it wouldn't have bothered my experience of the movie. So that may be what happens at the end, you know, him for not nobody knowing what he, you know, he's no longer Spider-Man. But that's what not probably what people aren't going to talk about. They're going to talk about, you know, William Defoe or. Yeah, that's well, my I guess my spoilers would have been the other the other Spider-Man that came back because that meant a lot to me. That really meant a lot. I mean, I hadn't so I hadn't seen the other two. So, I mean, I didn't get to know Aunt May. So but if I had watched the other two movies, I'm pretty sure I might have been a little more caught off guard when Aunt May bit it. So. Oh, yeah. 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 And the way they did it was interesting because I thought at first you're like, is she really hurt or is she not hurt until they reveal that there's a lot of blood on her you know you you're thinking hmm is she really you know at first she's she acts like she's okay yeah and you're like okay is is this gonna be something and then when they when she did actually pass you're like holy smokes it you know most of the time it just happens just like that but they let him think he's gonna he's she's gonna be okay and then they took her away it took her away so i thought that was pretty rough and it being the Marvel universe, I just always have this thing in the back of my mind that says maybe she's she'll come back somehow, somewhere in another universe. She may. So that's another thing too. It's a multiverse. Why do we only see other two two other spots? You know what? I better stop because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't, I, I don't want to go too far. Well, on I, this. I really, you know what? <laughs> I wonder how like possible it would be to even continue a sequel at where this one leaves off. 
Yeah, I think. So, that, like, I, I wonder pro- if this if this one is done for a little bit. Depends well, on Tom, if they can that, think their way Tom out. Holland's of it. Co- Tom, Tom Holland's contract's up. This was his last movie in his contract. I think he's going to become James okay. Bond. You know, I'm thinking I want to spread that rumor around because everybody's like, uh, you know, James <laughs> Bond Jr. You know, everybody's speculating. Son of Bond. James Bond is son of Bond. Yes. Who knew he had a child with <laughs> with uh, M. You know? <laughs> 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 oh man! All right, guys. Well, this has been fun, uh, uh, and it was a great movie to watch. So uh, um, hopefully, we'll have an, uh, another good movie coming up here. Later. Have a good night. Bye. Have a great night. Thanks for hanging out with us on the True Fiction Podcast. If you like what you've heard, please visit us at Facebook. You can also leave us a review on iTunes or through your favorite podcast app. Until next time, stay true and stay creative. You're too late.